The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Disability Law Show. Hey, hey, it is that time. It is a Friday. Not time to go out yet. No, no, you got to wait 30 minutes because we're still busy here. Disability Law Show is back and we are ready. Of course, Savannah Tamarkin, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in this country, is uh, ready to go today, uh, this evening, using experts effectively to build up a case. What does that mean? We'll drill down into that here in just a bit. Uh, Savannah, anytime, by the way, you want to reach out to Savannah and his team, very effective, always ready to have a chat. 1-855-821-5900. You have the email option as well. That is help at disabilityrights.ca. And I know we get a ton of feedback, and we and we use a lot of these on the air, both for the radio show here and during our TV show from mydisabilityquestions.com. Yet another free and anonymous website for you to use. Uh, searchable, so you can see if your question has been asked or one similar before uh, yourself. If not, leave it there, and the team will get back to you again. Mydisabilityquestions.com. But we always start off with the case of the day, pal. What do you got? Hey, John. Great to be with you here and our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is really, really interesting. Uh, uh, this week we had quite a few phone calls and emails come through, people inquiring about their rights and, and, and rights of their family members who have been injured uh, th- through no fault of their own because of someone else's negligence. And this is what we do here, John. We give information out across Ontario. We help individuals and their families recover compensation if they've been injured or if you've had a fatality. You know, that does happen too. People sometimes pass away as a result of an accident or negligence, something that happens, not their fault. So let me tell you about this one call that I had from a lady just outside of London, Ontario. Uh, She was really, this was a really difficult situation. Uh, This lady was crying on the phone. She, she, um, She was telling me about her husband who was involved in a horrific car accident on the highway about 17, 17, 18 months ago, suffered a brain injury, uh, has not been able to work. Both of them are in their mid-50s. This lady herself is a nurse. She's been working as a nurse for about 20-plus years. And because of his injuries, severe injuries, and and care that he needs at home, uh, he now, sorry, she now had to reduce her hours at work. And so she works a fraction of the hours that she used used to be a full-time nurse. Uh, Now she works, if she's lucky, you know, half of her shifts just because she has to take care of her husband. And so she was asking me, she said, you know, yes, we're getting accident benefits through my husband's automobile insurer, income replacement benefits, Mm -hmm. medical rehabilitation uh, benefits, a variety of other benefits. But she's asking, what happens with my income? Right. I can't right. I can't work the way I did before, not to mention the fact that it's taking a huge toll on me. And she's not being selfish. She just wants to understand what her right is. She's not the injured individual. And so this raises something, a point, a question that often comes up when you're dealing with more significant injuries, uh, whether it's a slip and fall or a car accident, motorcycle accident, boating accident, whatever it is. What happens with the family members? So the law accounts for this. In uh, Ontario, under Section 61 of the Family Law Act, you can Google this, uh, you as a family member, and by family member, I mean a spouse, children, grandchildren, parents, grandparents, brothers, and sisters of the injured or deceased person, uh, you can claim certain uh, expenses and certain losses from whoever caused the accident, whoever caused uh, the injury or the fatality. And the Mm. kind of things you can recover yourself 
as a family member uh, include actual expenses you've incurred. So, for example, if you've been driving a person to their medical appointments and you have, you know, uh, uh, you've been paying for parking, you know, that kind of stuff adds up, not to mention other expenses, you can, you can potentially recover for those out-of-pocket expenses. Uh, uh, travel expenses, you know, if you don't live nearby and you need to, to get money for that, right? Gas is expensive. There's oh. a lot of expenses associated with travel. But more importantly, I think here in this case with this lady that called me, it's the loss of value of certain services. So she's actually taking care of her husband. So not only not only is she suffering a loss of income now, her, her income has been halved as a result of her staying at home helping for, for her husband, she also now provides care for him. And so there's a question here, should she be getting compensation for her loss of income and or the care that she's providing to her husband? Again, right. this is the kind of claim that would be advanced against the other party, whoever caused the accident. Their insurance company, the at-fault party's insurance company, should be paying these kinds of losses. In addition to that, there is something called compensation for loss of guidance, care, and companionship. Yep. What does that mean? It means that if you have someone in your family that has been injured, that person is not the same person vis-a-vis -vis you as a family member that you had prior to the accident. Obviously, with this lady here, her husband is now brain injured. This is really severe. Well, she's entitled to this lady not only to the income losses that she's incurring because she's now now working full-time and helping her husband and other expenses, but also for the fact that there is this pain and suffering, that now she doesn't have the same husband. How do you evaluate these kinds of claims? What monetary figure can you expect to get? How do you figure out what the dollar value is? That is really a case-by-case -case basis. It really depends. And the courts have, exp have, have, have you know, uh, 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 spoken about that and have really written many judgments across Ontario explaining how claimants are entitled to this kind of compensation or this kind. And it can vary from a few hundred bucks to hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, this lady here, just imagine, if she's earning, let's say as a nurse, just ballpark, let's say 70, 80 grand a year, and now yeah. she's earning 30, 40 grand a year, a year, Imagine what that means into the future if she has to continue suffering that loss for the next five years. That's in addition to what her husband would be entitled to. And so I was explaining to her, obviously, Section 61 of the Family Law Act and all the things that she's entitled to. And then it got into a broader discussion about her husband's rights. Again, okay. they didn't engage any lawyers at this point, which I'm concerned about because this happened you know, about a year and a half or so ago. And you need to make sure that if you have a very severe accident, uh, if you've suffered severe injuries or if a family member or a friend, a colleague, that those individuals get the information they need. And that's what we do. We talk with people for free. We give information for free. It's on our website. We do this show each and every week, John. We have our TV show. It's about educating the public and then helping the public because we have a very strong team of lawyers, of legal professionals. And that's what we do day in and day out. We'll help people with serious injuries, fatalities as well. And we help people with their long-term disability claims because oftentimes people who are injured in an accident then go on long-term disability and have issues with their long-term disability insurance companies. 
Yeah, it's true, man. Don't sit back in ignorance. Make that phone call. Talk to Savan and his team. Again, toll-free anytime, 1-855-821-5900. And uh, you mentioned the TV show. If you want to catch current or past episodes of the show, the website, media section, disabilityrights.ca. Put help at in front of that. And you get an email address, right? Help at disabilityrights.ca as well. Okay, I love this topic for the uh, the remainder of the show uh, on this on this Friday, Savan. Using experts effectively to build up a case. What do you mean by that before you? break into it so what i mean by that is that uh you know this is a broader discussion about how lawyers and law firms handle serious personal injury cases mm-hmm. and you know having done a lot of that kind of work in my career especially when i first started having worked for insurance companies at the beginning right. of my career i've seen quite a lot of lawyers representing injured seriously injured individuals and families not in the best way whereas other lawyers i saw you know they would go in they would take on a case not only would they be communicating with that individual, the injured person's doctors, but they would then hire other experts. Really, you know, the, the, the big guys in the field, you know, the top orthopedic surgeon at Mount Sinai Hospital or the, the right. top uh, neuropsychiatrist, you know, at Sunnybrook. Why do you need experts in a personal injury case? Well, because you need to show the insurance company that you're willing to go all the way. You need to figure out exactly what the scope of the injury is and what damages and losses result from that. I'll give you an example. If I have a case like the one we just discussed with this lady with the husband who's brain injured, he can't work now. She now works half uh, time. We're gonna have to hire, and I say have to because it's it's non-negotiable in a case like that, an accountant, a forensic accountant to figure out, to quantify all of the economic losses. But wait, it's not just the economic losses. What about all the medical treatments her husband is gonna need now for the future what about help around the home attendant care type things right there's a lot of expenses we need to be able to quantify we as lawyers can't do that ourselves we need to hire individuals whether they're occupational therapists physiotherapists again a whole myriad of experts that are out there now they're expensive but we as the firm that takes on a case like this we're the ones who are paying for those experts i'm not going to tell my clients who are in that predicament now, who have no money coming in, that they have to pay for this. We pay for those. And so that's the reason why many firms out there, many lawyers can't do that and don't do that because they have to invest. I had a case uh, you know, that, that we won uh, a few years back, just comes to mind. Our expenses were close to $150,000 on that case. Wow. We, the firm, we bankrolled that. Why? Because we believe in that case. We, we got the top uh, uh, people, we got that. We got the top, the, an amazing engineer to look at, at you know the situation, the case, and provide a report for us. We got an amazing future care cost expert. We got an amazing. Uh, uh, th- th- this was a lung injury, so we got a respirologist. You know, right. we had all these experts. Now, why do we need all these experts? First of all, to understand the scope of injuries and damages. Mm-hmm. But there is a you know there is another reason for it. We need to show the insurance company we're going up again, going to go all the way. Yeah. And we're going to bring the big guns out. And if we ever, ever end up in court or in front of a judge, which, by the way, almost never does that happen, right? It's not like TV where every case goes to court. In personal injury, almost no case goes to court. That's just yeah. the way it is, right? Insurance yeah. companies don't want to pay their lawyers to go to court. Individuals out there don't want to do it. So most of these cases settle. But the difference between a strong law firm that invests in experts and a law firm that doesn't could be a swing of hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, in terms of the compensation that the person who's injured and their family ends up getting. So experts are very, very important. 
for building up the case, for building up and understanding the scope of, of injuries and damages and losses, and for sending a message to the insurance company that we're going to go after them with everything we have, all our resources, all our expertise, all the firepower that we have. And, and you know, somebody may say, well, yeah, but insurance companies are billion-dollar corporations. They have the same amount of money. You're right. You're right. But if they know that we are putting everything on the line and that we're putting all of our resources, expertise, and experience on the line, they're going to treat us differently. Yeah. They're going to treat our clients differently than if you have a lawyer that doesn't do that, right? And so that lawyer is unprepared and the insurance company knows that they can just roll over that lawyer and, and, and just pay peanuts for the case. Toll free anytime, one 821 5900 disabilityrights.ca. Email help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll continue that discussion. And if we got some time on the other side, we'll get into a couple emails as well. So stick around. More of it on the way, the Disability Law Show. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Disability Law Show. All right, welcome back. Short break. Disability Law Show heading into your weekend. Reaching out to Savan anytime. He's got a great team behind him as well. Always ready to sit and have a chat and discuss your issue toll-free. Of course, one 821 5900 email is help at disabilityrights.ca and for questions answers about ltd personal injury so on and so forth you can use this free and anonymous website mydisabilityquestions.com it's a beauty thousands have used it and been replied to in uh, in short order so it's a good one to go to mydisabilityquestions.com you know we were talking just before the breaks event about the use of experts to build up a case um yeah they can bolster your case they can increase the value of it because they're experts that's the whole reason you bring them in uh, at your expense, of course, but uh, what types of experts have you used in the past? So it, I've used a whole myriad of them. Um, the common ones, again, depending on the injury, if you're dealing with a psychological or psychiatric injury, I may need a top psychologist. I may need a psychiatrist. Maybe there is an orthopedic injury, a fracture, an orthopedic right. specialist. But even even within those kinds of, of special specialties, there are subspecialties. If I have, for example, a torn rotator cuff, right, it's a shoulder injury, I may bring in a different orthopedic surgeon to comment for me, to, to, to provide us with an expert report, than if I have somebody who broke their knee or who has a meniscal tear. If I have a brain injury, again, you may have different types of doctors, and we know these doctors, we've dealt with them before. What about income losses? You can't work now because of your injury or your ability to work has been impacted. You're working less hours. We need an accountant, a forensic accountant. If you need help around the home or there are medical and rehabilitation expenses that we need to account for going into the future, I may need, like I said, an OT or a life care planner. So there's a whole myriad. What about if I need somebody, if I, if I need to assess the, somebody's ability, again, to work, but it's not clear cut, right? The person is back to work, but they're having difficulty with work, right? They're working less hours. I may need a psychovocational expert to come or a vocational expert to comment on the person's ability to do other vocations. So there's a whole different types of them. I, I had used uh, um, respirologists. I had used uh, uh, neurologists, physiatrists. You know, John, the sky's the limit. 
Yeah. The key is the key is to make sure that you identify who you need for your case and then to build up that case. You know, we use that vocabulary. We say to build up a case. Even when I was working for insurance companies in the past, as soon as the opposing lawyer, the one representing the plaintiff, the claimant, the injured person, as soon as they started peppering us with these expert reports, uh, the reserves, how much money the insurance company was willing to pay went up because the insurance Hmm. company got the hint, they got the message, they understood that the other side is building up, quote unquote, the, 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 the file because they, they, are, they are getting ready to, to take it to the next step, maybe to court, right? So mm-hmm. really, really important to understand that it, it's which experts you're using, how many experts you're using, and, and you know, I wanna focus on this as well, the CV or the experience of the experts. Yeah. Look, the experts we use, well, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hire a doctor that you know, is one year out of medical school. I'm gonna hire that doctor that has a CV, a resume from here to Ottawa. You know, yeah. the, the, the one that went to Harvard, the one that, uh, you know, is the head of neurology at one of the big hospitals. Why? Because I am sending a message to the other side that if I ever end up before a jury or a judge, again, these cases almost never go to court. But if I ever do, if we have to, if my client wants me to, then we have the big guns. We're not going to be outgunned. I don't care which insurance company is ahead of me, is in front of me. We are going to get the top people and they're going to trump whoever, whoever the insurance company is going to bring. Yeah, obviously, you know, experts at that level have more gravitas when you're, if and when you're in court or otherwise, even for mediation. I mean, you got the top guns in their field. It's it's pretty hard to. One hundred percent. Yeah, pretty hard to, to battle that, right? Um, by the way, reaching out anytime to Savan, always welcoming emails at help at disabilityrights.ca. I want to get to one with our remaining time here, uh, Savan from Fiona. Today says, hey, Savannah, I was in a car accident uh, three and a half years ago, and I hired a lawyer uh, near where I live in Barrie. I don't know what's happening with my case, but I haven't been back to work since the accident, and I was fired from my job of 20 years just last week. I'm scared to ask my lawyer about my case because last time he yelled at me. My husband thinks that I should move firms, but I just don't know what to do. Please help from Fiona. Well, Fiona, I actually agree with your husband 100%. And, yeah. you know, I'm conservative when it comes to this. I don't like to tell people to move you know, from one lawyer to another lawyer. And there are different reasons for that. Number one, I wouldn't want another lawyer to tell my clients yeah. to move away from me. I would hope that would never, you know, it would never come to that. But look, it's one thing for your lawyer to be unresponsive, which I've railed against that uh, in the past many times, John, right? Uh, I hate when lawyers are unresponsive to emails, to voicemails. I just don't think it's appropriate. That's not proper. I'm not going to get into it again, but I have a huge issue with lawyers being unresponsive. Mm-hmm. But the fact, Fiona, that he yelled at you or even spoke with you in a, in a you know, condescending manner or, or in maybe abusive manner, bullying manner. Look, these lawyers, including myself, are not gods. We're not gods. We're, we're human beings. We have a certain uh, profession where we are lucky to be able to help people. The problem is that many lawyers, whether they're stressed, whether they're overworked, I don't care what excuse they use, there is never an excuse to yell at a client. There just isn't. And the fact that you are scared to ask your lawyer about your case and that you don't know what's going on with your case is extremely concerning, extremely. You, you were in a car accident three and a half years ago and you don't know what's happening with your case? My God, I mean, I we don't have any cases in our firm that is three and a half years old. We just no. don't. If a case takes that long to resolve, there is a problem. Now, listen, some cases, you know, you may have multiple parties. There may be issues with scheduling. Maybe the courts are busy because of COVID, you know, all that kind of stuff. But this should not happen. You should know exactly where your case is at. 
Uh, now, I want to deal also with the, what, you know, what you said about being let go from the job. So mm -hmm. one of the interesting things about our firm is that not only do we deal with injuries, long-term disability, but we also deal with employment law. In fact, we're known for that in the industry. Some fear to Markin has built a reputation in three different provinces across Ontario, BC, and Alberta of, of being there for individuals who've lost their jobs um, you know, from an employment law standpoint. And the reason why it's important for us to speak with you or to meet the connection with one of our lawyers that does employment law is because if you are unable to work, if you're disabled and you've been let go from your job, that is a potential human rights violation. You're not allowed under the human rights code to let an employee go who is disabled. What does that mean? It means that not only, Fiona, are you potentially entitled to uh, severance from your employer, but potentially also for human rights damages against your employer. So, so, you know, after the show, I'll connect you with one of our employment lawyers and they'll explain everything to you and give you your options and you'll know what to do. I do want to get in touch with you, though, and speak about your car accident. Unless I really feel that you are in jeopardy with your case, I will not tell you to move from your lawyer. I think what I would tell you first is to set up a time to meet with your lawyer, maybe with your husband there, do it by Zoom, do it by phone, do it in person, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Lay out your concerns to that lawyer. Make sure that you get... A, a clarification on what's going on with your case, what the next steps are, and, and just generally that you understand what is going on. I mean, it's your case, for God's sake. It's not the lawyer's case. It's your case. It's your life. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure that you know this. And, and if that lawyer doesn't take this seriously, if he ignores you, if he yells at you, my God, you should move. 100% you should move. There may be costs associated with that because that lawyer may demand his, his fees or her fees. I don't know if it's, it's, a, it's a he or she. Uh, but, but you absolutely should not stay with a lawyer that's abusive and is not giving you information about your case. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and I think it's a pretty strong point you made there. And, uh, you know, Fiona's going to take full advantage of that is the fact that quite often these cases and employment cases, same person are in lockstep. And if you're going to two different firms to do two different things, the interplay is not as good. The communication won't even be close to what you guys can offer. So, again, I think that's part of the reason why you do both and your firm does both because it just makes the transition into dealing with these cases quicker and a heck of a lot smoother, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the fact that we can do injury cases, serious injury cases, long-term disability cases, employment cases, yeah. oftentimes these are intertwined. And we see people coming to us for one or the other. And in the course of us helping them with one of the issues, another issue arises. And so instead of going to multiple firms, multiple lawyers, where the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, which can cause an issue for you down the road, here everything is in-house. In here we talk to each other, we have group meetings, we make sure that we do everything we can to maximize how much money ends up in your pocket. At the end of the day, it's about you. You're the victim. You're, you're our client. You're the one that, that is owed this money, is owed this compensation. You know, and we understand that, and that's why it's absolutely critical that if you have a serious injury, if you have been let go from your job, if you have an issue with your long-term disability insurer, honestly, there are firms doing this, but yeah. this is what we do, and we've been doing this for so many years, and that's the reason we're on TV all the time. Not commercials, but actually giving out this information, educating the public, educating other lawyers about these issues. Uh, and that's what we do. That's our expertise. So I encourage you, give us a call. Fiona, it will cost nothing for you to speak with us, with myself, with my team. We'll make sure you know all your options. We'll make sure that you know you, you are fully informed and that you know exactly what you can and cannot do. And then you make a decision. We will not pressure you. That's the other thing, John, we don't do. We don't pressure yeah. people to make any decisions. We'll give you our advice, but we will never tell you you have to do this or that. Ultimately, it's your decision.
And that is it for another Friday. Appreciate you so much for your contributions and listening in. Reaching out now that we're done, one 821 5900 as well. Help at disabilityrights.ca for email and then mydisabilityquestions.com. We'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.